Chapter Twenty Four of the Gloved Hand by Burton E. Stevenson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Twenty Four. Kismet. Words cannot paint the nauseating horror of that moment. Fear, cold, abject, awful fear, ran through my veins like a drug. My face was clammy with the sweat of utter terror my hands clutched wildly at some drapery which tore from its fastenings and came down in my grasp three shafts of light swept across the floor and almost at once picked up that horrid shape it was coiled with head raised ready to strike and i saw that one side of its hood had been shot away i have more than once referred to simmons as hard-headed and wanting in imagination not always i fear in terms the most respectful for that i ask his pardon i shall not make that mistake again for in that nerve-racking moment he never lost his coolness revolver in hand he crept cautiously forward while we others held our breath then the pistol spoke once twice thrice and the ugly head fell forward to the floor at the same moment godfrey sprang to the door from which volumes of heavy scented smoke still eddied and disappeared inside i scarcely noticed him i was staring at that foul object on the floor and then i stared at francisco silva motionless on the divan his eyes fixed on the crystal sphere undisturbed amid all this terror and tumult it is impossible for me to remember him as he was in that moment without admiration yes and a little awe but godfrey's voice shrill with excitement brought me around with a start lester he shouted lend a hand here wondering what new horror lay in wait i fought my way into the other room stumbled over the body of the thug barely saved myself my scalp prickling with terror from falling upon it and pitched forward to where godfrey was bending above the huddled shape i had glimpsed through the smoke catch hold he panted and choking staggering suffocating we dragged it into the outer room get a window open he gasped get a window open and simmons whom nothing seemed to shake groped along the wall until he found a window pulled the hangings back threw up the sash and flung back the shutters quick said godfrey over there now hold the torch and as i took it and pressed the button with a trembling finger the halo of light fell upon a bloodless face the face of marjorie vaughan simmons was supporting her and godfrey with frantic fingers was loosening her robe at the throat my terrified eyes staring at that throat half expected to find a cruel mark there but its smoothness was unsullied the robe loosened godfrey snatched his cap from his head and began to fan the fresh air in upon her pray heaven it is not too late he murmured and kept on fanning watching the white lips and delicate nostrils so drawn and livid we must try artificial respiration he said after a moment but not here this atmosphere is stifling take her feet lester we staggered out with her somehow across the hall into her room and laid her on her bed godfrey kneeling above her began to raise and lower her arms with a steady regular rhythm open the windows wide he commanded without looking up wet a towel or something in cold water and bring it here simmons threw open the windows while i went mechanically to the bathroom wet a towel and slapped it against her face and neck as godfrey directed the moments passed and at last the lips opened in a fluttering sigh the bosom rose with a full inhalation and a spot of colour crept into either cheek thank god said godfrey in a voice that was almost a sob now simmons go out and bring that irish girl and send one of your men to phone for hinman simmons sent one of his men scurrying with a word and himself dashed up the stairs to the other floor he was back in a moment almost dragging the frightened girl with him her teeth were chattering and she started to scream when she saw that still form on the bed 
but simmons shook her savagely there's nothing to be afraid of godfrey assured her your mistress isn't dead she'll soon come around but you must get her undressed and to bed and then keep bathing her face with cold water till the doctor comes understand yes sir faltered the girl but oh and a burst of hysterical sobbing choked her simmons shook her again don't be a fool annie krogan he said get hold of yourself godfrey stepped off the bed and picked up one of the limp wrists her pulse is getting stronger he said after a moment it will soon hello what's this clasped tight in the slender fingers was something that looked like a torn and crumpled rubber glove he tried to unclasp the fingers but when he touched them they contracted rigidly and a low moan burst from the unconscious girl so after a moment he desisted and laid the hand down again you understand what you're to do he asked the maid and she nodded mutely then come along boys he added and led the way back to the hall his face was dripping with perspiration and his hands were shaking but he managed to control them and now for signor silva he said in another tone taking the torch from my hand i fear he will have a rude awakening he sat there like a statue even when i shot the snake remarked simmons he's a wonder he is yes agreed godfrey as he stepped into the entry he is a wonder then he stopped glanced around and turned a stern face on simmons where's the man i left on guard here he asked why faltered simmons i remember now he helped us carry the young lady but we were all right there in the hall you don't mean godfrey stepped to the inner door and flashed his torch about the room the divan was empty simmons paused only for a single glance he can't be far away he said he can't get away in that white robe of his come along tom and followed by his assistant he plunged down the stairs i saw godfrey half turn to follow then he stopped ran his hand along the wall inside the door found the button and turned on the lights his face was pale and angry it's my fault as much as anyone's he said savagely i might have known silva would see the game was up and try to slip away in the excitement i ought to have kept an eye on him your eyes were fairly busy as it was i remarked besides maybe he hasn't got away godfrey's face as he glanced about the room showed that he cherished no such hope let's see what happened to mahbub he said maybe he got away too and he crossed to the inner door the flame in the brazier had died away and the smoke came only in fitful puffs heavy with deadening perfume the thug had not got away he lay on the floor a dreadful sight he was lying on his back his hands clenched his body arched in a convulsion his head drawn far back the black lips were parted over the ugly teeth and the eyes had rolled upward till they gleamed two vacant balls of white at the side of his neck just under the jaw was a hideous swelling godfrey's torch ran over the body from head to foot and i sickened as i looked at it i'm going out i said i can't stand this and i hurried to the open window godfrey joined me there in a moment i'm feeling pretty bad myself he said putting the torch in his pocket and mopping his shining forehead it's plain enough what happened i caught a glimpse of miss vaughan on the floor there realized that we couldn't do anything with the snake in the way and shot at it but i only ripped away a portion of the hood and the thing mad with rage sprang upon the hindu nothing on earth could have saved him after it got its fangs in his neck ugh he shivered slightly and stood gazing for a moment down into the garden then he turned back to me with a smile it's a good night's work lester he said even if we don't catch silva i fancy miss vaughan will change her mind now about becoming a priestess of siva but godfrey i asked what happened what was she doing in there what he stopped me with a hand upon my arm 
i don't know but she'll tell us when she comes around i only hope they'll get silva that would make the victory complete he paused for the hum of a motor-car came up the drive and an instant later we caught the glare of the acetylenes then a voice hailed us hello there it called shall i come up was that you doctor asked godfrey leaning out yes come right up then to miss vaughan's room we met him at the stairhead oh it's you he said recognizing us what has happened now it's miss vaughan she's been half suffocated but how did you get in the gates were open hinman answered so i drove right through is miss vaughan in here and when godfrey nodded he opened the door and closed it softly behind him open repeated godfrey staring at me open then that is the way silva went yes yes i agreed he had the key it was he who let me out and locked the gate after you yes i heard the key turn without a word godfrey hurried down the stairs at the foot we met simmons we've searched the grounds he said but haven't found anyone i've left my men on guard i phoned for some more men and notified headquarters he's not in the grounds said godfrey he went out by the gate and he told of hinman's discovery i'll stretch a net over the whole bronx said simmons i don't see how a fellow dressed as he is can get away and he hastened off to do some more telephoning well we can't do anything said godfrey so we might as well rest a while and he passed into the library and dropped into a chair i followed him but as i sat down and glanced about the room i saw something that fairly jerked me to my feet a section of the shelving had been swung forward and behind it the door of the safe stood open in an instant i had flung myself on my knees before it groped for the locked drawer pulled it out and hurried with it to the table the five packets of money were gone what is it lester asked godfrey at my side there was fifty thousand dollars in money in this drawer i answered trying to speak coherently godfrey took the drawer from my hands and examined its contents well it isn't there now he said and replaced the drawer in the safe sit down lester and he pressed me back into my chair and flung himself into another i wish i knew where vaughan kept his whiskey he murmured and ran his fingers furiously through his hair this is getting too strenuous even for me he fell silent for a moment and sat looking at the open safe what astonishes me he mused is the nerve of the man stopping at such a moment to work that combination think what that means lester to work a combination a man has to be cool and collected a man who could sit without stirring through that scene upstairs i said has nerve enough for anything nothing silva does can surprise me after all i wonder how he knew the combination i was sure he knew it i had to stop miss vaughan to keep her from telling it to me well he lessened his chance of escape by just that much every minute he spent before that safe was a minute lost ah here's simmons what do you think of that simmons he added and pointed to the safe senor silva stopped on his way out to gather up fifty thousand dollars in cash to pay his travelling expenses simmons walked over to the safe and looked at it fifty thousand he repeated but vaughan must have been a fool to keep that much money here oh i don't know it's a fireproof safe and mighty well concealed i'll tell you what i think i said i think he intended to give the money to silva he was going to give him a million left him that in his will you know so silva was only taking what belonged to him eh and godfrey laughed well i hope you'll get him simmons it was at this moment that dr hinman entered a curious repressed excitement in his face and his eyes shining strangely how is she doctor godfrey asked 
she'll be all right in the morning she is still pretty nervous so i gave her a sleeping draught and waited until it took effect godfrey looked at him more closely did she tell you anything he asked not much said hinman i wouldn't let her talk but she told me enough to let me guess one thing she is the bravest girl i ever knew or heard of what do you mean i mean cried hinman his eyes glowing more and more that she stayed in this house and faced the deadliest peril out of love for that man swain i mean if he's cleared as he's certain to be now it will be she who clears him i meant that if the real murderer is brought to justice it will be because of the evidence she stayed here to get and did get his voice mounted shrilly and his face was working as though he could scarcely keep back the tears wait a minute doctor broke in godfrey don't go too fast what evidence for answer hinman flipped something through the air to him godfrey caught it and stared at it an instant in bewilderment then with a stifled exclamation he sprang to the light and held the object close under it by all the gods he cried in a voice as shrill as hinman's own the fingerprints end of chapter twenty four read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com